Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from 110 Studio in beautiful South Pasadena, California, this is Blue Heaven Podcast. Look at me doing hand stuff. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That gentleman right there is legendary Douglas McCain, DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. Doug, how the hell are you doing on this fine Monday? here in blue heaven i'm doing a lot better than angels fans right Ooh. now what a rough way to start a week if you're an angels fans pray for your angels fans friends out there but 66 days until opening day can you believe it? 66 yasio puig mitch white have a paul canerico from our era but uh shout, yeah shout out it's coming faster than we realize i mean it's just around the corner just around the corner uh less than a month we'll have pitchers and catchers reporting Two, less than two weeks, we'll have Fan Fest going on a Dodger Stadium. We'll be there, so make sure you look out for Doug. And if you find him, tackle him by the kneecaps. I think that's what you asked for, right? That's what you wanted for your birthday? Yeah, exactly. All right, perfect. Uh, speaking of birthdays, it's a special day here at Dodgers Nation. It is the legendary producer. It's Cody's birthday. What's going on, guys? Cody turned 21 today. 21, and I want to thank Artie Moreno for giving me the best uh, birthday gift. He basically guaranteed Shohei Otani to the Dodgers. Yeah, so if you guys are on YouTube, uh, drop a super chat. Let let Cody know you love him. He'll be reading super chats all day. And, and yeah, we got thanks to our good friends. Oh, wow. Our good friends over at Hornitos. Noah popping in the back. Look at Mr. We got his first legal birthday shot here of some fine pre-mix Marg. Uh, these guys are already drunk because they just barely sipped them. Oh, sure. But cheers. Happy birthday, Cody. Appreciate you. HBD, Cody, you the man. Yeah, sure. His some first, of the things he does. with air quotes, ah. his first I alcoholic His first legal. Yeah. Yes. I've know, never had alcohol lyrics. before. I know the lyrics. All you right. throw away your, uh, your fake ID. Man, look at that. What a what a classy dude, too. Chasing it with LaCroix. 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 All right. This is very exciting if people are listening on the podcast. But guys, if you are listening on the podcast, you know, go find a way to wish uh, Cody a happy birthday. You know, at him at uh, Blue Heaven Pod on Twitter. But let's get into what the show is going to be about today, guys. We got we wanted to talk about non roster invitees because spring training is right around the corner, and we're going to know the full list very soon. But we know we have an idea of some of them. So. Who are going to be the impact players? We've got to talk a little bit about them. Latest Dodgers news is a whole bunch of little things that have kind of popped up over the last few days. We do have that giveaway going with our website. So go to dodgersnation.com slash giveaways with an S. Enter to win a cool, authentic, new era baseball cap. Other MLB news? Yeah, we want to laugh about the Angels, so we're going to talk about that. We are also doing greatest of all time bat flips. A whole lot more on this show, so uh, let's just dive into it, guys. If you're in the stream... Let us know where you're representing Dodgers Nation tonight. Drop your area codes. Drop your cities. Let's talk Dodger baseball. Find some comments, my guy. What do you got? Debo Diesel on Twitch says lightweights. Happy birthday. So you got a happy birthday in there. Uh, uh, Alondra says 21. Can you do something for me? 21. Can you do something oh, for me? Oh, I knew that. I know the hippity hops. Anthony Keene saying, Clint, it's going down next week. Eagles will not fly. How dare you wow. go birds did you guys see the way they just absolutely destroyed 
the Giants, let's be real. Your birds are ready, man. It's going to be a clash of showdown. If you guys don't know this at home, Clint is a big Eagles fan. <laughs> Noah is a big 49ers fan. We got to get a bet. Let us know down below in the comment section. What should they bet with uh, Noah versus Clint for this NFC showdown? I'm we thinking, got to chug a whole bottle yeah. of Jim Beam. I'm th a whole <laughs> bottle of Jim Beam. Just kill. I'll just kill King. Noah. <laughs> King. Uh, Ryan says, happy birthday, Cody. Uh, we have another 21. Can you do something for me? Ha Adam says, happy birthday. A bunch of happy birthdays in there. Appreciate you guys. Cindy saying, thank God it's opening day within sight. Adam asking, is Doug drinking milk? Does a body good. Does a body good. Absolutely. Give my milk mustache. Calcium. Yeah. Add. <laughs> we got Noah in the stream really pushing for them super chats because he he's trying. Sergio's checking in from the 90015. Seagill 27562. Michelle checking in from Charlotte. We got uh Ilashiva. I'm guessing I messed that up. A California. Um we got me Rojo saying D Mac looking fresh with that Laker two in a row shirt. Hey, you know what it is. Big 25-point comeback and Rui in the trade. Big Lakers, trade. Things are looking up for the Lake Show. That's all I got to say. You also want to support us, guys. You can subscribe here. I was pushed the wrong button. Subscribe here on YouTube, Dodgers Nation TV. But you could also support Doug by subscribing to us at Lakers 2 for 8. 248 248. I love saying two for eight, but yeah, you know, yes. go subscribe, subscribe guys. To all the things. It's for all sure. the Doug you guys want. Me Rojo gave fake $100. We appreciate me Rojo. Uh, Sal, 1969. I'm assuming I'm saying that wrong or right, but checking it from Taiwan. Uh, a whole bunch of people. Uh, JP says Niners. Boo. As I'm going, I'm saying I added the boo, just just to say that. Uh, Greg Niner says gang. nine six. Wait, I said I said zip codes again. Area codes is what I like. Zip codes is too many. Hamilton says loser buys local beer and a hat for the winner. I like that. I like that. New show. era cap <laughs> sponsor. We got a Y in there. A whole bunch of. Uh, oh, we got our, our first Fire Dave Roberts. What do you got? Oh, Fire Dave Roberts. Local beer. What's a local beer around here? Oh, you got to be in the camera. Oh, Naturalized. What's he's a local so, beer? So torched. What's a local beer around here? Um, like around here. I don't know. You can go. Are you talking know, about like a bar or like? I mean, yeah. I don't know or if like it's an like actual a local beer or if it's like a locally brewed beer. Uh, Hamilton, do you want us to go into your like? Extra bathtub and whatever. All Shout right, people People are going to already be mad at us for not talking about the Dodgers yet. Because if we go slightly Let's off go the rails Dodgers. on anything with this, people are like, you are a Dodgers show. You should be talking Dodgers. And then we're going to get the email from uh, Cody's people. Anyways, all right. It's let's Cody talk non-roster invitees. We know some of the guys. We haven't done the homework to actually list all of the guys. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba -ba. Um, 
Because that requires you to like look back and pay attention the entire offseason. But there are the bigger names. I guess we can sort of call them the bigger names. Jason Hayward is a, probably the biggest name on there. Uh, Steven Duggar, former giant guy, another center field option. And, and Bradley Zimmer, another guy who's played some center field in his life. We got rookie options, of course, still at the minor league level who aren't at the 40-man roster. But I want to dig into some of these intriguing center field options in particular. Is you got three of them that are realistically... You know, they have a shot at making the opening day roster. More than likely, Hayward has is almost a shoe-in on this. But give me your thoughts on first. I know you're big-time Steven Duggar guy. Give me some Duggar thoughts and why he could, how he could make the opening day roster yeah i don't see i think that if he could make the opening day roster that means that the dodgers have suffered some injuries or guys haven't worked out or this the clock struck midnight on trace thompson or james Altman had a setback or jason hayward wasn't able to produce at yep. all whatsoever i think hayward's going to get a big opportunity but duggar is <laughs> a guy where if you look at after the trade he really struggled with the angels they had like a 53 batting average he wasn't able to do very much but he's the guy where you look in 2021 the year he had he had some power he had an above average bat defensively he can fill the position but I don't think he's anything more than a depth piece, a guy you're going to stash down at the AAA level and give you some quality along the margins. But if Steven, if Duggar's up there and he's your, he's getting a lot of reps in center field, that's bad news for the Dodgers <laughs> because you definitely don't want to see that. As as we've noted too, um, yeah, D Duggar's going to be this year's Kevin Pillar. <laughs> Spent a lot of time at AAA. Maybe even this year's Jake Lamb, although I'm not going to be on the, the, the Steven Duggar uh, marching and chowder society or whatever they call it he's not going to be my guy he's not my guy for sure um jake lamb was my guy and the bit worked for a while last year he's going to be a triple a he'll have an opt-out sometime in like june and he'll probably opt out before if he makes it through spring training you might even be somewhat surprised because i think this team has been is really kind of banking on hayward to give them some sort of value at the big league level you're seeing him in every bit of content they're posting on social media right now. But that that to me, that means something. Um, still not ready to fully talk Hayward yet. We got the other guy, Bradley Zimmer, also a dude who has a fair amount of experience at the big league level. Give us some thoughts on uh, Zim Zim, Invader Zim. Yeah, I think Zimmer has a better chance than Duggar does. I think they're both bottom-of-the-barrel type guys that you really go to if nothing else works your way. But the interesting thing about Zimmer, defensively, he can absolutely play the position. He's another guy that struggled offensively. And really, that's really the common thread with some of these guys. Defensively, they can get it done, and the Dodgers realize the value in that. But can you hit big league pitching with any consistency? And both those guys have struggled in recent years. So I don't see much from that. And to me, they're both, you're going to the fast food restaurant, they're the dollar menu type guys i mean they're dollar menu type pickups that yeah it's more like emergency food it's not going to be the main entree or anything like that but it's nice to know that you do have that depth and you yeah. do have that depth because you are the dodgers like you mentioned some opt-outs that they could have that they will have and they'll probably explore opportunities with other teams but the dodgers like we're talking about a center field position that is a premium position that cody bellinger was playing but yeah. offensively he struggled mightily and that's something that the dodgers need this year they need more production from their outfielders and if you go that route even if the light turns on a little bit for them their ceiling isn't very high at all notably all three of these guys left-handed swingers that plays up they do want a lefty bat off the bench for the outfield so that's something but let's let's be real yeah those other two dudes <laughs> they're gonna get playing time 
in spring training because you have some dudes missing from camp. You know, Freddie's going to be gone. Mookie's going to be gone. Likely Miguel Vargas. You have some guys that are going to be missing from camp for the World Baseball Classic. So they're going to have opportunities to, to show up, show out, see what they can do. But Jason Hayward is a guy, he's a gold glove winner. He's a World Series champion. He just screams everything that this team wants, this team needs. He's he's a voice, he's a veteran leader and a voice that that we talked about already in the past. Notoriously or notably has been a guy who who pulled the entire team aside in the World Series to be like, "Hey, bro, let's go win." F F all the rest of it. And then they went out and won. Whether that's all on him, no. But still, you appreciate the effort. And, uh, you know, I mean, you, we were talking before the show, like value-wise, in terms of production, I mean, the numbers were, were pretty close to Cody over the last couple of years altogether. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think when you talk about Gordon Hay or Jason Hayward, he's a guy that they want to win. They want him to have success. You see him all over the Dodgers social media. You see him training. You know that Freddie Freeman played a big role in getting him to Los Angeles. But hey, he's one of those guys I call DeLorean Dodgers, guys that they pick up where you wish you go into a DeLorean and go back in time when he was one of the better outfielders in the game. But yeah, the more you look into Hayward and we had the guy last week on designated Twitter call him Haywashed. And yeah, I think, look, if you look Bruh. at his, I mean, at the very least, if you look at his 2020 to 2022, he was better than Cody Bellinger. He posted an 82 OPS plus Bellinger, a 74 OPS plus, but he's not that guy that was averaging five B war for per season before he went with the Cubs. I mean, he was one of the best players in the league yeah. at one point, but that guy isn't really in there. I mean, if you look at his swing, a very long swing, I'm not sure he can turn around my 40-mile-per-hour fastball at this stage of his career. But <laughs> defensively, he's a guy that I think I think one of the biggest reasons why they have Hayward is he's a insurance policy, but also a guy that can teach some of these younger guys, the, the Outmans, the Trace Thompsons, who still they're really close in age, but when you look at his lack of experience. So I hope that guys like James Outman can kind of soak up the advice and the tutelage of a Hayward to try to help them make it at the big league level. But I don't expect very much, but it's a low risk move. And you consider the fact too, that the Cubs are on the hook for that contract, right? Yeah, He's at the yeah. league minimum deal and you essentially have the Cubs paying for Cody Bellinger this season almost feels like a swap and he's an upgrade from Cody Bellinger offensively at the very least in the last two seasons. So yeah, I don't know. I, I the more I look at it, the more I think this team definitely needs to go out there and get another outfielder, especially by the time the postseason comes around. Well, I mean, I would, I would take the other side of it. They, they can get an outfielder by James Outman showing up and doing <clears throat> what everybody hopes and thinks he can do. I mean, he's a dude who put together a, a pretty damn incredible i don't know if incredible is the right word he put together a very very good 2022 i mean 31 31 homers at the uh at the at triple a or, or at the minor league level last year um it's very very small sample size with la but you know 462 in what 13 games or 13 at bats or whatever it was he's the guy he's the left-handed swinger they really want to be the dude on this team is he going to be that guy well he'll have that opportunity for sure at spring training but if he can be i don't know if he'll be the fourth outfielder he ideally they want him to start but um i think hayward is going to be the guy that by unless hayward just absolutely craters in spring training um hayward's going to be the guy who buys outman more time at triple a even if even if outman shows up and shows out at spring training I, I don't think he starts on opening day 
just because the Dodgers are going to Dodger. Yeah, it, it, for he, sure. He, he, we've seen that before where, where players show up, they earn it, and then you know they just don't get that that nod. And I don't think it's a service time thing or anything like that. It just, I think they would rather see a little more seasoning, see him play all three outfield spots a little bit more or something like that. But um, but do you think a change of scenery is enough for Hayward? I mean, last year he had a 61 WRC plus. He hit one he was, home run. Never really like it was never worth what he got paid. It was a bad contract from the start. He's I mean, he's a fine player. He's a he's a quality player. But if he wasn't getting paid like he was with the Cubs, he would not still be in the league. I I, I don't think so. Like with the numbers he's put up over really the the entirety of that Cubs contract, it was not that good. Yeah, he just he had, had such some, a monster walk here at a six point nine yeah. war that year with the Cardinals. The but yeah. We got something from producer Cody, birthday boy. What's going on, guys? Um, Mike Saldana, while you guys are talking about some of the rookies, he asked, why are the Dodgers banking on unproven rookies? Too much of a risk, don't you think? I mean, yes and no, because we've seen it. We've seen it in the past. Thanks for the comment. Super chat next time would be nice. No. <laughs> um, we've seen it work in the past, you know. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if, just, if we're accurate or if it's correct to, to say that they're banking on it because this team can go out and – not have one single rookie on the roster or even maybe just one, they're still going to be a very good team. Every year, rookies come up, filter in, play a role. Um, pitching side is going to be very different. I think on offense, you can really put a veteran everywhere, and I lump Gavin Lux into the veteran you know, kind of mold now in this statement. But if you don't see Outman, if you don't even see Vargas, you know, it's still uh, an intriguing enough team uh, especially with you know two wild card spots, so that's, that's that's my thoughts. No, yeah, and I think when you look at it, I don't see it as a risk as much as I see it as an investment. It's an investment yeah. they're making in their young talent to see if they can hit on any of these young guys. And I think the natural progression you're going to see is with a clock strike midnight. Will Trace Thompson turn into a pumpkin, Mister Cinderella man? If he's bad, then you go to what's the next option? Do you go to James Altman? Does he work out? Does have the does he have the ability to hit at the big league level with any type? Type of consistency I think athletically there's no question that defensively he can hold down the center field position and also what do they do with Chris Taylor does Chris Taylor get a lot of reps in center field and how's the production look from that and if that doesn't work you can always go the trade route you can always move guys around I think my prediction my hot take would be hot that take. my hot take would be that Chris Taylor ends up in center field along with James Altman, and then they make a trade for another outfielder that they stick in left. I think they're going to trade for Ian Happ at some point. I think they're going to trade for Ian Happ, and I'm going to tweet out, it's happening, and we're going to – you don't see it? No love for Trace Thompson. I think Trace Thompson – look, the thing you about – heard it here first, folks. Like, Trace Thompson, if you look at the numbers, they all point to some negative regression. Was he a Babbitt merchant? Possibly. I think Trace Thompson is a guy who – when you look at him, he punished the ball. He hit the ball as hard as any Dodger last season. He punished mistakes. Yeah. That swing is long. That swing can get exposed. And we'll see. Look, I would love nothing more than to have Trace Thompson, who's making under $2 million, succeed for the Dodgers. It's a great story. I want to see Steph Curry and Clay Thompson at
at Dodgers games. I love that stuff. It's great for Instagram and really those is. clips. So, yeah, I would love to see it, but is he going to be a consistent bat? I have my eyes on the postseason. You can't have the lion's share of the production coming from three or four or five guys. You need some professional hitters even down in that lineup that aren't getting overpowered, and that's where some of the, a lot of the similarities are. The thing about Hayward is he doesn't strike out as much as the other guys. And that's yeah. one thing you can say about him is puts the ball in play, doesn't go down swinging. Even though his swing is long, Outman is a guy strikes out at a high clip, really was turning into a too true outcome guy at the yeah. big league level. But he's the one that I'm most interested in because, I mean, he, he's got a shorter bat to ball than some of the other guys where I think he can make those adjustments. And as long as he's able to do a better job identifying breaking balls at the big league level, I think he has a chance to be the guy that we all hope he can. For me, one last thought on Hayward before we move on, get to more comments, and then talk about the rookies that could could make an impact, non-roster rookies. With Hayward, uh, the one thing that really does excite me, outside of like the, the veteran presence and all of that, like the guy who's been there, done that sort of thing, you know, he's working with the Dodgers now. He's working with their training staff, but more importantly, their coaching staff, Sands, Brant Brown. You know, you got Rob Vinskoyak. You got Aaron Bates. You have... Um, also the game planning guys you know like Danny Lehman or whatever getting him not to say the Cubs were underdeveloped on the coaching side but these are the Los Angeles Dodgers who usually I mean they they strike gold more with pitchers than they do position guys I mean Trace is a guy obviously Max Muncy's a guy and you know in older times Justin Turner was a guy who kind of showed up and you know performed well above the um the expectations but Hayward hopefully he could be that next guy you know is he going to be the next you know sort of JT no but could he be somebody that's serviceable and buy some time or be somebody who can get some left some right some center if he's get some right you know you you, you allow the uh, Mookie the opportunity to play some center field keep him happy keep him moving around cuz that's something too you want you want to keep Mookie engaged throughout the season not just staying in right, which I'll tell you, you know, right field is pretty boring. It's a very boring position to play. Yeah, I mean, it's the more covet of the two outfields, corner outfield spots. You got to have a nice arm out there. And he's a guy who is one of the best in the game, if not the best in the game defensively at right field. But yeah, to your point earlier, how good was the good version of Hayward when he was at its best? I mean, last seven seasons, he's only had an above average bat once. once. And that one season was in 2020. It was a shortened season. So had a 129 OPS plus that year. So yeah, I think all in all, it'd be great if it does work out. You can't undervalue his clubhouse leadership, what he brings to the table but i do think clubhouse leadership is slightly overrated when you're not a contributing player i mean it's yeah. your your voice doesn't carry as much weight unless you're out there in the trenches each and every day but yeah i think that it does feel like with freddie freeman's involvement him being on social media they are definitely going to give him a big opportunity because of the name because of the fact that you have that offsetting salary with the cubs and the <laughs> dodgers and you kind of love the fact that you're getting value from that standpoint but yeah the more you just kind of look under the hood you wonder yeah like let's see you fix this thing up right what is the best version of Hayward at this stage of his career digging into some of the comments here James Brown says looking forward to the minor leaguers Mark says he would take uh Zimmer Duggar and Hayward in that order Ryan is on the Outman train Outman will be stellar takes in a few uh takes in he takes in his first few games including his first homer uh first game of course field see him go this seem go yard uh early would be pretty damn 
Nice. Oh, Sandy. Okay, I see a correction. There was raked. Anyways, find some more comments. <laughs> we got uh, Raymond who says, hey, Clint, Fred Rogan wants to know if Duggar is the same guy in that old video game. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's just I, I thought about reading because it, it was directly uh, aimed towards you. We got uh, Will Smith doing a strong sign. We got Mookie Betts. We got James Brown really feeling all of our players. Victor Fuentes says Trace Thompson is going to surprise some people. Yeah, I think it would be a big surprise if he was able to pick up where he left off. I think one thing you look at is will those splits start to even out against lefties and righties? But yeah. Uh, Moose says, uh, I'm not counting on Hayward. I really don't think he'll even be playing with us in the minor or in the majors. You just said he can't count him. Like D-Max said, low, low risk, high reward, but whatever. I like this, though. Norman Rose says Eagles at Bengals in the Super Bowl. That's important. Yo. That's important. Cody, you got something? Go Birds. Um, Go Birds! Sorry, Noah. Um, a lot of people talking about D-Max biceps. Kind of weird. Kind of uncomfortable. Gun, gun show? But somebody did talk about, was the photo, the photo of Gavin Lux biceps photoshopped? Should we be scared of the random P-test? I want to <laughs> clear that up. Because there was a photoshopped photo of of Gavin Lux's bicep being bigger, so they really. I think it went. They, they juiced him up. Huh? I think they did, and you know, I don't want, don't want random p tests. I don't want you know people to. So think you're that saying Gavin this Lux, is breaking news? Breaking news: Gavin Lux is not doing steroids. He's not Barry Bonds. Do you have sources? As long as he doesn't have ringworm, he'll be fine. Okay, I don't. <laughs> Funny think. Funny that you say that because Mike Saldana actually also said D Mac needs ringworm meds. Lol. Oh my good. Is hey. this true? I, I, I think I might need something. It's shipping my way. I'm going to Balco tomorrow. Would love it. But no, but I think. Going on, big perm? <laughs> big perm, big worm. But yeah, no, no. Gavin Lux has been working out a lot. I mean, we saw him at the at the Top Golf. I mean, he's always been a guy yeah, athletically. You, get, yeah, you guys saw him at IRL. Like, like did, did the IRL. pictures match match the swole? He, he's patrol? looking on the swoller side. It's kind of that type of. It's not where it's a big leap, but you can see it's like a. Just use a thicker guy. It's kind of filling out more. And How I many think C's? that he. What? How many C's How many, I, thick? I'm going four C's. Four Ooh. C's. Four C's. I was I mean, gonna say three. Do we oh, say three? we got the under. I think he's firm. He he definitely looked like he he definitely like I was gonna say juiced up, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah you just yeah, literally. I, I, I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna say he he looked like he, he beefed up a little bit. Definitely he put in some work. This put in some work in the off season. He got for a sure. bow flex. Went to tie bow. He had the D Mac outfit on with the the black uh, black jean jacket. The DMAC collection. Okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, the I mean, but the thing, I think Gavin Lux, too. I think one thing is we've talked about is he's gotten banged up. He's dealt with injuries. And I think a lot of these guys, they want to stay on the field, right? And yeah. I think one way, like Max Monty told us, you make those gains in the offseason. I think Gavin Lux is, he realizes almost like Kobe after they trade away Shaq and he came to. He came to camp and he was stronger. He knows that playing that shortstop position is more physically demanding for him to hold that down. If he's going to get so a lion's share of those reps, him and Miguel Rojas says he's going to have to have the strength to withstand that. So it's good to see him putting off in that offseason work. I mean, Gavin Lux definitely puts in that work. I mean, last offseason, you saw him taking all those reps in the outfield. So he's a guy that definitely wants it. And that definitely shows me something that he's really putting in all that work. 15 homers over or under. Gavin I'm going to say at 15. How about that? You got at? What do you got? What do you got, Cody? Give me that over. You got that over? What do you got? Uh, Noah, Noah says over. Give me that over. I predicted him he's going to be an all-star, so I hope he goes over. He stays healthy, stays on the field. Give me that over, baby. Get We're over. talking about a 20 donga. 20 donga? That's not, it's not a bomba. It's a 20 donga season for Gavin. Gabbo, my boy, best friend. Love him. You got like 15, <laughs> hey, 30 doubles. How about that? 30 doubles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on. We got to talk rookies, though. Real quick, the... Pitching side again, pitching side of non-roster rookies, there's there's kind of two dudes. I, I don't think there's going to be any non-roster um, 
rookies, like guys that are in the org right now, uh, drafted by the team. I don't think we're going to see anybody uh, position player wise that affects this team. I, I don't, I don't think they're in the cards, but Bobby Miller, Gavin stone, absolutely are two dudes that, I mean, if things shake out a certain way, they could make the opening day roster. They're not, but give me, give me some sort of hybrid combined thoughts on the, both of those guys, two righty, uh, do, potentially dominant right-handed pitchers out of the, out of the pen or out of the rotation. I think we're very close. We're like on the five yard line with those guys, but we're not quite in the end zone, right? I mean, uh -huh. they need a little more refining, a little more polishing to get ready, but we'll see what happens during spring training because when it comes to pure stuff, when it comes to pure raw ability, Bobby Miller, he's an absolute beast. You're talking about high velocity plus plus fastball. He's worked on that pitch mix. We were talking to Cartaya, and one of the things we talked about was him using the AAA experience to develop those secondary pitches, and I think that has been the missing thing for Miller. Now that he has more confidence in those secondary pitches, and he's continuing to get it, get those reps in with his repertoire, I think that he's closer. Gavin Stone's the guy that, to me, you could plug him in and he could produce right away. I think Gavin mm -hmm. Stone, when you consider that changeup, when you consider how he's just dominated at every single level, and he's had that meteoric rise, he's a guy that I think if you felt that maybe they deal with a setback injury-wise, you feel like he can really give you an opportunity to win games early on, maybe you you just get take advantage of Gavin Stone right away. But I also think that he's not going to get past some of the other younger guys. I mean, let's not forget about Ryan Pepio, who Pepio is a guy who they saw a guy who has a changeup at the big league level. It takes some time to really get your footing and get comfortable at this level. They might kind of use that as a little bit of a cautionary tale for Stone and not wanting to run him through so quickly. So, yeah, they're going to help next season. They're going to get their opportunities, but I don't anticipate it being at the beginning of the season. Yeah, no, for sure. The, these are guys that... I mean, you could see them as soon as, you know, May. I don't think so. But uh, they're going to be big-time uh, big time dudes. Those guys are going to be dudes for this team this season. But let's move on. We got some more Dodger talk. The Dodgers made a signing. Tyler something or other. Tyler Sear, right-handed pitcher. Got some big league time. Not going to see him probably very much. It, you know, you could see him if he stays with the organization. It is a minor league deal. So stays at AAA for a while. I'm sure there's some sort of opt-out. But if he stays around for a while maybe he can be the next Heath Hembry, you know, <laughs> yeah. the guy who shows up for like five or 10 games at most legend Dodger legend, Heath Hembry, um, depth De uh, Friedman doing what he does best. Moving on. Miguel Rojas, um, one, he had the wrist thing. He did, the, he did the, the looks like he did some sort of operation. He did the John boy podcast with Chris Rose. It's, it's an interesting listen. You know, he, he, he talks, talks a whole bunch. Um, but uh, I guess I think it's I think it's his throwing hand. There's like a little extra piece of bone in there. They 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 took out. He's hoping to be 100% by spring training. He's hoping to be a full go for the World Baseball Classic. But his most important thing he said is um, being ready for this team, for the Dodgers, for the big league season, and doing all that, doing what what uh, what the team brought him in for, what they traded for him for. But uh, one of the things I, I did like from his interview with Chris Rose, so do, or his chat with Chris Rose, because he's technically co-host of that podcast, the Rose Rotation. Give it a listen. Uh, it's, it's entertaining, you know, get to know old friend uh, Miggy Rowe, but Miguel said um, that he, uh, Miguel Vargas, reached out to him. Uh, they both are in Miami at the moment, and he asked about help with defense. So that's pretty cool, you know, uh, immediately, we know the defense is insane with Rojas, and we know Vargas, his thing is he needs some help with defense. So, I mean, 
as a fan, as an analyst, as all the things, that's something that's pretty clutch to want to hear. And I know also another guy he, he spoke with, uh, Rojas spoke with, Diego Cartaya, countrymen and all that, fellow Venezuelans. You just had Diego in here. Give some thoughts on all the, all the things I just said. Yeah, I mean, it shows you what he brings aside from what he can do between the in between the lines because everyone knows that he's one of the most liked players in the league. In that clubhouse, Rojas is going to have a massive impact because, look, even if he starts the season as the opening day shortstop and Gavin Lux is still at second base, I see him later in the year going into that utility role, being a better version of Hanser Alberto, absolutely defensively, and then you consider the buy-in. It just so shows how re-energized he is to be back in L.A. He's so excited for this opportunity. He's so excited to be on a team that has a chance to win a world series all those little things if he stays gets healthy and he gets fully healthy i think there's no question that he is going to be one of the fan favorites this season i think miguel rojas is a guy that he's so close to really getting back to where he was after the wrist injuries and if he can get any a modicum of health behind his on his side he's going to do a lot of things for this team this year and, and clean up a lot of issues the team had without him veteran leadership a guy that can play those multiple positions and i do think he's going to have a sneaky good offensive season yeah i mean i said it a couple weeks ago you know after the trade he's not a guy who needs to come up you know come over and hit you know 120 you know wrc plus get him at a nice 90 95 that's a phenomenal season with the defense um with the leadership you're, you're looking at you know a three war season out of a dude but most importantly yeah, he just needs to be better than whatever the hell Hanser did last year. I don't want his saving grace to be, oh, he pitched like 10 times. That was cute. Yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit about that. I want to hear here win some ball games, and you only won 111. Whack. I guess 112. Yeah, and can we like forget about this idea that you need every single position, every single batter in the lineup to rake? I mean, yeah. you have the designated hitter now. You don't need Miguel Rojas to have a 130 WRC plus season for this team to have success. Defense is at a premium. He brings that premium glove. And I think, yeah, looking back at that trade, this is going to be a trade that's going to be another feather in Andrew Friedman's cap at the end of the day. Yeah, it's good to bring him back. It was He was part of Andrew Friedman's first trade as Dodger uh, GM and, and, well, president of baseball operations and now as his latest trade could be a very very intriguing and huge huge addition to this team bigly i want to talk tony gonsolin again for a little bit we talked uh, a good amount last week still no contract in place you got to assume you got to figure they're working on something but one note i wanted to talk about with tony g the cat man goose he was uh the guy who dropped the ceremonial first puck at the la kings game Last Thursday, the Dodgers put out a, uh, um, you know, they followed him there. They did a little hype video behind the scenes stuff going on. He's talking about being nervous. But one thing, uh, Gonsolin, he chatted with an uh, old friend of my old show, uh, Patrick O'Neill. Uh, he talked to P. O'Neill about, you know, his offseason. And apparently, the cat man, Tony Gonsolin, is working on a mechanical change to try to mitigate any potential injury risk. Because as we were talking about last week, he's kind of been injury prone over his career he had the shoulder in 21 he had the forearm last year he also was a guy who you know, won 16 games would have led the league in in era if he can qualify and you know was an all-star do you is it a good idea to be you know trying to change these mechanics for the sake of health 
I think it's very telling that he's exploring those options and trying to avoid injury because you really wouldn't have that if a guy's feeling at 100%. almost feels like they know something is looming. You look at that split change. It's a pitch that really takes a lot out of you when it comes to the arm angles and this and that. So, yeah, I think that it's what's best, and you want to have a guy stay on the mound. But really, when it comes to someone like Tony Gonsolin, he's going to pitch and He's going to pitch until he does get injured. It's not like you can really work in between starts from your arm, and if something's going to happen, something's going to happen. So I kind of think he should phase that out. I think he should really just do what he does best, go out there and perform. I think that he's going to get a deal done with the Dodgers sooner than later. I'm feline pretty good about it. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to have success for this team, but I wouldn't worry about the injuries as much. I do think that he's a guy, when you look at the fact that he didn't come up as a starting pitcher, he doesn't. He has a little more tread on the tires than most, but on the flip side to that is is he built up throughout the years to kind of withstand what it means to be a starting pitcher in major league baseball so really the important thing for tony gonson almost be like dustin may in 2021 you can't go out there and try not to get injured you have to go out there and try to perform at your best yeah that's that's a huge thing because if you're taking anything off of your best stuff then you're not going to be your best player yeah. not going to be your your best self speaking of our best self we got cody uh, birthday boy cody we got something in the stream Super chat, $20 Woo! from Irby Carrasco. Irby, appreciate that. He said, happy birthday, Cody. I appreciate that, Irby. And when are you guys going to interview Otani? We need to know if he likes blue. True. Thanks. Ooh. Once again, I would like to thank Art Moreno for, or Artie Moreno for the birthday gift. Art, of man, they're real tight. Sorry. Real. Hey, give, give for the super chat, give him a, give him a flex there, Swole McCain. Ooh. 21. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> No, uh, Otani, that'd be a special, special, special day if we were to get That's him. A, but <laughs> it's I don't a know. Special day here with the hands. Don't forget the hands. The, the hands, yeah. No, yeah, I, yeah. the more I think about the whole Artie Moreno show, hey, Otani thing. It's hey, very, we're gonna we're gonna we dive got into that. we got yeah. that coming we're up. That. We're yeah. gonna talk more about we're that focus. in like, if I'm smart about it, like three, four minutes. We're bringing in Angels expert Noah Cameras to talk about that. But um, appreciate the super chat. And he we'll, loves blue. We'll hey, Otani said he loves to play at Dodger Stadium. So <laughs> this is true. We yeah. saw him. We saw him. Uh, you know, woo. We, <laughs> woo. Woo. Hey, we saw him. We saw him get a hit off Kershaw and then immediately get picked off. So that's respect for the game. Respect for the ballpark. When you guys were there covering the All Star game, swing on being first pitch. Media darlings. Big J journalist. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mike says I'm still waiting on my stimulus check to donate. Sorry, guys. All good, Mike. Call Mike. You're all good. You're all good. Just remember, if Cody doesn't get super chats, he doesn't get to drive home. Twenty-one dollars. Uh, <laughs> a couple more uh, uh, Dodgers notes. The other big thing that kind of, I guess it's sort of a big thing. Stephen Nelson, MLB Network darling, he was added to the roster of um you know potential broadcasters on the team he's gonna be a guy who fills in on games where joe davis can't come out and do his job i like the move i think he's good you know he's, he's a nice young supple boy who who has a good voice he's an up-and-comer you know the dodgers are they have a really good eye for talent when it comes to these dudes because joe davis is pretty good and this guy vin scully was pretty damn good for a while uh where do you stand on the steven nelson I like it. I think it's a great home run hire. I think he does a great job on MLB Network. He did a nice job when he got the gig for Intentional Talk on MLB Network mm -hmm. last year. He did a lot of those Apple TV games, yeah. which I thought it was excellent at. He kind of brings almost a, a young perspective to it. He's only 33 years old, so one of the younger broadcasters in all of Major League Baseball. But I will say that it does almost feel like, I mean, it feels like every sport I turn on, it's Joe Davis, and it's not the Dodgers. So it does feel like, <laughs> are we going to get less?
past Joe Davis because of Steven Nelson, but I don't think that is the case. But I do think at some point, Joe Davis is really spreading his wings and covering so many sports and doing so many games. But yeah, I mean, the Dodgers really only attract the best talent from a media perspective. Last year, they hit a home run with the D-train, Dontrell Willis. This year, you bring in Steven Nelson, who is such a pro at his job. And yeah, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, he's a dude who people are really going to love. And, of course, everybody else is coming back on the broadcast. So games that Joe or Nelson can't do, Steven, if I'm saying Joe, uh, you're still going to hear friend of the show, Tim Neverett. Um, Bulldog will be back. Kirsten Watson will be back. Nomar. Um, you know, everybody's going to be back. D-Train, like you said, our favorite. Everybody in here loves Dontrell Willis, 100%, all the way to the moon and back. Jess Mendoza will get some more games, I assume, because she was barely in any of the games last year. But uh, Jessica Mendoza, she'll be around. But, you know, uh, that is what, you know, I do think, I will say that, I mean, just not to two into the weeds on the broadcasting thing, it'd be nice to get this schedule for the entire year at the beginning because it's so up and down. I mean, Don trail, yeah. you see him tweeting, Justin Goodoza, you see them tweeting, not knowing when their yeah. next road trip's going to be. I kind of want to know what I'm getting ahead of time, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of talent in that Dodgers. I booth. mean, you don't read calendars and schedules anyway. I do. It's important to me. <laughs> Damn. Damn. That's Damn. kind of mean. What? S- Speaking <laughs> of things that are important to Doug, Cody, you got something for us? <laughs> Jam. Uh, we have a super chat from I am Donovan seventy three. Ten bucks. And uh Noah actually commented it was great. Incredible all around comment from Donovan. He says, Are you guys planning on, on bringing in a person to talk prospects after hearing your rundown a couple weeks ago? You should just saying and oh more importantly, fire Dave Roberts. Primo co- prime fire Dave. <laughs> Fire Dave <laughs> Roberts. Uh, that was um, a great, great comment. Well, you, I know you have uh, more stuff with our friend Tim coming out, right? Did, um, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know what your publishing schedule is on that. You had. So we did. So, yeah, we're running down the top 10 prospects. We're going off the baseball prospectus list. We dropped one on wow, James out. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Saved all the money for that one. Um, but, yeah, James Alvin, we run down, we uh, talked about him. And, yeah, he's great. I think I'm going to be talking to some other guys, too, having him on the show. But, yeah, Tim does a great job, runs Dodgers2080.com. He's really the prospect guru. But, yeah, we absolutely will bring more guys on to talk about what's going on down the farm. A couple of prospects as well. And and current big leaguers this week we will have also, I mean, we're, we're – we're doing all the interviews we can for you guys in this uh, uh, extent. Well, it feels like extended off season because the Dodgers decided to get bounced early. But of course, just had CT, just had Max Muncy, Diego Cartaya will be dropping on the channel soon. So make sure you guys are subscribed. Ryan Pepio will be a two, a Blue Heaven two timer. Uh, Gavin Stone, hopefully at some point, will be a guy. But we're gonna have a, a bunch more people uh, coming through. Oh, you guys, around. come on now, join the show. That's just, we all the players. We're a little creeped by that, right? Guys, if you're listening to this, make sure you 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 know scrub to this part. I'm uh, like the rock. I'm the rock. I'm the rock. Just bring it. Shout out Kevin Pillar. Kevin Pillar. Roach is in the stream, by the way. Uh, he really wants us to bring in Scott Van Slyke. That's what we should do for him. We got to bring in Pilar, bro, for you, Van Slyke for Roach. What do we talk about with Scott Van Slyke? Broke up with Pilar. I, th- I think. <laughs> I think I'd really just want like all the Kershaw stories and like, Kers- some Puig. Some Puig stories would be fun because, you know, SBS was was there, man. He saw some shit. Yeah, that was the era. I'm sure we'd get some good stuff from that. Right on time. Probably talking about Roach and just bring him out. 
And, uh, <laughs> you know, talk about if he has a restraining order on Roach, which he probably should get. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. I, I definitely agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Noah says, need more super chats or more baseball perspective stuff. <laughs> exactly. Great. That's a great comment right there. Kevin says, bring Miller in. Uh, now, the guys don't drink in here, so I can't bring in Miller. Um, it's a beer reference, gang. See, you're new. You're new to this. Miller time, Bobby as Miller. A, as go. A, as new a, to the club. Yeah, new to the drinking club. Shout out. Last two points. Oh, Chris Woodward one. back in the front ro- uh, front office role. He was a guy who left the Dodgers to take a managerial role with the Texas Rangers. Corey Seager signed with the Texas Rangers, one, because of a butt ton of money, but two, because his good friend Chris Woodward was there, and then he signed that job, and then they were like, eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Woody's back in a front office role. He's going to be a guy who's kind of like a sort of roving defensive instructor at the big big league level and the minor league level. I have no problem with this hire. Just it's the Dodgers doing what they do best, bringing in the best people for all of the roles that they can. Yeah, you said it best, and I think that if you're going to bring in someone like Chris Woodward, this is the offseason to do it because you are trying to break some new guys in for permanent roles in the infield, and we know that Gavin Lux can learn from him. We know that how the how Miguel Vargas is getting some reps at the second base position. He's working on that this offseason. So, yes, yeah, nice to have Woodward back, but I did go back and watch that Corey Seager snippet from that press conference where he talks about how big, how huge that was to get him into Texas. No, he, he had 325 million reasons yeah. why he wanted to sign with the Rangers. And it one wasn't Woodward, okay? So yeah. let's be honest about that. But I will say that maybe, if anything I can take from that is, hey, at least Clayton Kershaw has him in the Dodgers organization for next year, so he's not using that as an excuse to sign with the Rangers, right? So, yeah, Woodward's a, a good baseball guy. Great to have in your organization. Now, uh, Kershaw wants to go sign and play with uh, DeGrom in Texas. That's what it's going to be. Final note, the final note, uh, FanFest is coming back. It will be not this Saturday, but next Saturday, February 4th. Everybody that's in this room right now, plus plus possibly more, will be there. Uh, Well, a whole lot more other people will be there, but we're going to be doing things, uh, not anything that's important. We're doing our jobs, but uh, FanFest, what do you think about that, Cody? That's maybe where we meet. If you guys are are coming, maybe we'll do a little meetup. Yeah. Well, I just I just thought I'd bring it up. <laughs> I'll do a meetup with you guys. What's up, guys? K Mac here and, and Mr. K R G. Yeah, I mean you get well, well. People will see you guys out running around, and I think Noah and I will be doing the things that you know ter- keep the lights on, <laughs> in terms of video and articles and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> it'll be a fun time. Yeah, check it out. I'm pretty excited. Tickets uh, go on sale. They're free, but tickets go on sale Thursday, Woo-hoo. January, uh, whatever Thursday is the uh, 26th. The 26th tickets go on sale. There's also mm-hmm. VIP experience tickets where you get to like do meet and greets with VIP. players and things. Yeah. yeah, it's. I can't. I can't wait for FanFest. I mean, it Bruh. feels like when we lost it in, of course, 2020, the pandemic and things no, like that. No, that happened really, in 20. We were there. I mean, 2021. Yeah, you kinda, yeah, yeah. You really kind of lost sight of how those things just kind of starting the year off, and that's kind of when you start to see the players in their uniforms. You're like, okay, this season is really upon us. And yeah, I think it's the great what the Dodgers do because they do it better than most organizations out there as far as access, as far as creating a big event out of it. And I'm excited too because if we see the players, we can ask them questions that you don't ask them really in the clubhouse. <laughs> Your favorite like sport besides football. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, what's your favorite sport besides football? Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing is, uh, one of the things I'm really happy about or excited about. So last time the event did happen was in 20. 
the the stadium reno- renovations weren't done yet so it was just kind of scattered all throughout the parking lot and you guys know what that parking lot is like it's just random hills and and not it was not very well set up so now centerfield plaza the concourse is is set the stage is set the field is going to be set dj premier your best friend no severe is going to be there spinning uh the, i think the the mariachi group is going to be there because that's just a thing they do all the time there so that's going to be fun but there's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of excitement, a lot of loud noises. The, the yard sale thing is coming back. So if you guys want to wait in line like all day to support the Los Angeles Dodgers Foundation and buy some like bobbleheads for cheap, that's, that's pretty cool stuff. It's a cool event. But um, quick check in. Cody, how you doing, man? How's that, um, how's that margarita kicking in for you? Uh, you know, guys, my first drink ever. So uh, it's uh, going pretty, uh, pretty torched. What are we? What are we talking about? Talking about baseball. He's buzzed. Baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Bad Bunny's gonna be there. What? Bad Mike, Bunny's gonna be at FanFest. Wow. Mike says VIP. he'll be there if he gets a stimulus. <laughs> um, James Cody? Brown says January, February twenty fifth spring training games begin. Yes, we'll also be out at spring training. When are we gonna be there? February twenty first through March third, doing uh doing work, getting paper, real life super chats. You you put up your hand. Do you have something? No. Oh, okay. Thank you. Guys, I'm a little, you know. Jeez, you got Daniel LaRusso behind the wheel over there. <laughs> oh, Super Chat. Wow. Super Chat. Super Chat. Oh, Ooh. shout out to Mr. Rossa Jr. $23.50. Oh, let's shout go. Out. That gets like, that gets That's up like in my 50 hand. years of baseball perspectives. Last minute donation. Happy birthday, Cody. Go Dodgers. I appreciate, appreciate that. that. That's, That's super awesome. cool, man. Appreciate that. We're going to Chili's on Friday, Woo! bud. I need to take you tonight to sober up. We can get you a game-worn Kevin Pillar jersey <laughs> and probably a game-worn and a ball and a hat. We can probably get, like, every jersey ever become, worn for that price. <laughs> watch, for, watch your mouth. Yeah. Keep wow. Kevin Pillar's name out, out your <laughs> mouth. Kevin Pillar, bro. bro. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, this is the time I got to remind wow. you again. Guys, we have a giveaway going on. If you want to win a hat, DodgersNation.com slash giveaways. Go win the hat. Do the things it says you need to do on the page to win the hat. Because if you have a hat, then you'll be cool like us with hats. Even though I'm wearing an Eagles hat. You have a... What kind, what kind of hat you got? You got a Dodger hat on? Jordan Brand. That's a... Oh. oh. Man. Making no, a big statement right no there. No Dodgers on, on D-Mac here. You're on these Dodgers at least. Oh, Jack Robinson dunks. Incredibly there disgusting. Why did you take your shoes off? Yeah. Hey, well, him and Diego. Shoe twins. Oh, yeah, best friend. This is true. Really looking forward to that Cartaya interview. I wasn't here. I didn't get a chance to watch it IRL as it happened. So I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited to hear how that turns out. But we got to talk about the big news around the Major League Baseball today. And with that, we bring in, we prep to bring in our noted Angels expert, halostoday.com. The Angels are no longer on the market because Artie Moreno said... Yeah, I'm going to keep the team instead, which uh, you you started feeling the cold feet. I mean, weeks after, at most weeks after he announced that he's he's going to sell the team. But, um, you know, there's there's little nuances, little things to talk about this. Of course, there's a show. Hey, Otani impact There's going to be. Hey, is Mike Trout want to get the hell out of there? But Mr. Noah, give us some thoughts on this. Uh, we know there was what there was about six interested uh, buyer groups. Yeah. Um, What's the reaction? What's going on? What's the latest news 
out of out of Halo's country. Yeah. That's right. So first of all, if you want to check out some stuff about a lot of stuff about Otani coming out on Halostoday.com. <laughs> As usual. As usual. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it was definitely a bit of a surprise, even though people did have some sort of feeling that this could potentially happen. I mean, Rob Manfred confirmed it was going to happen at the winter meetings. A bunch of experts, including you know, John Heyman just recently, like a few days ago, Bob Nightingale a few days ago, got an article that said the sale's going well. So it does seem like... <laughs> of course, Bob Nightingale. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course. But it does seem like a lot of people <laughs> thought this was coming. So, yeah, I mean, the big thing that comes out of this is what does this mean for Shohei Otani? Obviously, Moreno was there when Otani came in 2017, but Moreno has never exceeded the luxury tax as an owner, which is something that... In today's baseball, you kind of have to do to compete at this point. You see what the Padres are doing, the Mets are doing. Obviously, this year, the Dodgers are different, but in the past, they've always done it. I mean, you have to spend money to compete. So it does kind of – there was a lot of hope around Angels fans that a new owner. One of the six buyers was a Japanese-led ownership group, so you think the ties to Otani. The hope was they'd come in, bring a lot of money. They were going to spend $2.5 billion, so they're going to spend another $500 million to keep Otani, but Moreno hasn't shown that willingness. So yeah. you kind of think – this could spell the end of Otani in Anaheim if, one, they come out flat next year, which is a possibility. They have had a decent offseason, but with the Angels, you never know. Yeah. And two, if Marino doesn't show any reason or any willingness to spend a lot. So this definitely makes things interesting for Otani and the Dodgers. It, I mean, it's it's definitely been, you know, obviously now we're running a an Angels site that gives us a lot more opportunity to gain insight on the yeah. team. I think it's been... Oh, I mean, as a, if somebody's an Angels fan, withdrawing or, or disregarding all the, the sale news, I mean, that adds the excitement. But it's been a pretty exciting yeah, offseason for the Angels. You know, you bring in, in T.A., who's got that dog in him. Apparently, the battery level is low on the <laughs> camera. I don't know why that's a thing, but that one died. Um, you probably want to here. switch to one of the, the other cameras there, bud. Wait, which one are you on? I don't know what's going we'll go on here. Three. I'm still here. So. Yeah, you're still there. That's what's important. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we got Doug on the chat. There we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got Drury, you got, uh, you already have some pieces in place. You got to hopefully, you know, healthy Anthony over yeah, there Anthony, in third base, Tony. Tony two bags. I mean, it's an exciting, uh, it's an exciting opportunity or, or the feeling of an exciting off season. It, it also feels like it's the first time Artie has been hands off from his GM. Yeah which is clutch, but what are your thoughts on it? Uh, what are the initial DMAC reactions? Hey, announced Shohei to the Dodgers already. Future Dodger confirmed. But no, I think there's a couple ways you can look at this. If you're an Angel fan, you're probably crying more than JP did in Angels in the outfield today because it means that Ari Moreno is going to stay as the owner. But there's a couple ways I look at this is this Angels team with Perry Maniason, he's made some really nice moves. Yeah, he's Perry. got out from underneath a lot of those Albatross contracts. He's building this organization around pitching at the big league level and at the minor league level. But I think, Noah, you brought the best point is the fact that he hasn't exceeded that luxury tax. And if you want a build a winner and show Shohei Otani that you're committed to winning a World Series, you have to make that financial yep. investment. We know that Mike Trout, he's been held hostage there. He's the guy who signed the deal, so he pretty much made his own bed. But I think if you're Shohei Otani, you say to yourself, if the number one priority is winning, 
in the short term, if you look at my prime, yes, I'm on the right side of 30. How many World Series can I win in my actual prime yep. if you're Shohei Otani? I think if it's long term, maybe you say, yeah, Perry Manias, and he can build a winner and maybe make this organization look like it's the Braves West, but it's going to take some time. And I think if you're Shohei Otani, I think this pretty much seals the deal that he's going to be with another organization. If, if I was Artie Moreno, I would have already made Shohei the biggest contract extension offer in American sports history. And if you rejects it then the wheels are in motion with a potential trade now one theory that i was thinking about when this news was uh, revealed is that look i mean this is a guy in moreno that bought this team for 183 million and i'm sure yeah. he had a number in mind would that be 2.25 billion 2.3 billion once he didn't get that number what if he takes it off the market tries to sign shohei otani and then he puts it back on the market with shohei otani signed is the value of the team that much more i mean that's something I that mean, I if we're talking about numbers in the 2.5 billion dollar range he was going to get his money I think yeah. either way, I, I don't know if it's a valuation thing. I mean, the only way it gets more valuable is that, yeah, Shohei's locked in and a, a, a stadium upgrade or a new stadium is locked in, then you're good. But also, I mean, if I'm a new owner interested in buying a team for this much money, I would kind of want the ability to go, you know, kind of pick my own stadium to the best of my you know opportunity or ability, ability or whatever. But um I think ultimately this came down to he never really wanted to sell, mm -hmm. and he probably just like kind of talked to somebody. Yeah, I'm thinking about selling, and then the news got out there, and he kind of just had to run with it until you, until he yeah. basically was able to be like, Nah, I'm gonna keep the team yeah. now. Okay, bye. I mean, one interesting thing from the Angels offseason is they had a lot of one-year deals. They traded for Gio Urshela and Hunter Renfro, both on expiring contracts. So it did kind of seem like. They were all planning. GM uh, Perry Maniason was planning on a new owner coming in, and they wanted to somewhat have clean books aside from, you know, Trout, mm -hmm. Rendon, Otani. So you have to think that their offseason, at least from Maniason's perspective, has definitely been kind of altered a little bit because he was making all these short-term, one-year deals with the thought of a new owner coming in and having his own say, and now that's not happening. So yeah. it definitely makes things very interesting. As of now, they have a lot of money to two players and Otani and I mean and Trout and Rendon and that's it so they have the money for Otani but I personally don't see them end up spending it because I just think they're going to get outbid by Dodgers Padres Mets Yankees and the list goes on so it'll be interesting so, so oh, go ahead, I go. was gonna say no let me ask you this you think this makes this more or less likely that we see an Otani trade during the season exactly what I was gonna ask yeah that's yeah. the other part of it because there was a lot of talk about it, but you, you can't trade him if you're not going to have – you can't trade him before selling the team because if you trade him and he's not even – you can't even possibly sign him, that totally depletes the value. So now you think the Angels come out slow. Let's just say in June they're 10 games under 500, something like that. They're out of the playoff race. I think it makes it much more likely Otani gets traded. Mm -hmm. And again, if they come out winning, there's no way he gets traded. If they're even close to yeah, competing for playoff hunt, spot, which, he's, which is very possible with their yeah, roster reality, right now. should be. But they are in a really tough AL West, so that's something to think about. Yeah, but yeah. You know, yeah, they don't extra, need to play. Yeah, they need to be competing. Yeah, they're not going to win the division. The Blue Jays, yeah, the, oh, Twins, the White yeah. Sox, the Angels Twins, in the White playoffs. Sox. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a wild card. So if they're around, you know, 500 competing for a spot, he's not going anywhere. But now, if they are losing, and if there is like, all right, we're not going to make playoffs this year, and Otani's going to walk, I think it's pretty likely he gets traded. And I think the Dodgers, with their farm system, with the cap that they've cleared, they're going to be at the forefront of that. Because even though trading for Otani doesn't 
necessarily mean you're for sure going to re-sign him. You're getting that, you know, that advantage of having three months of Otani, of mm -hmm. showing him what it's like to be on the Dodgers, showing him what it's like in the clubhouse, showing how much the fans are going to love him. So even though there's no guarantee you're going to re-sign him, you're at least kind of getting the advantage over the Padres and the Mets, who are now just going to try to throw money at him and say, I promise you'll like it here, but the Dodgers yeah. can really show him that. Yeah. Another thing to, to talk about quickly is uh, beyond our reactions, reactions around baseball, fans, especially, you know, Angels yeah. fans, they feel like the rug was pulled out from yep. under them. You know, Moose here, Moose1032 uh, on YouTube says, uh, my good friend is an Angel fan. He f And he was so upset, he said he felt like he was led on. I had a friend on mm. on Twitter. Uh, I saw him, him you know, tweet that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm now a, a team-free agent. I'm looking for my new team uh, fandom. Uh, people were very excited to hear that Artie effing Moreno was going to be gone. And now he's like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you yeah. know, the, the reactions are not happy. It, LOL, JK. Does he need to go out there and make a signing to to, to win over the win the fan base uh, back? Who, go, who's Michael left? Walker might <laughs> yeah, as well. I mean, like, you know? Michael Walker is like the best free agent left. I mean, at this point, it's like too late in the offseason to make a splash sign. Yeah. Maybe he'll make a trade. I mean, who knows? Uh, yeah, I just don't think really I don't think they're going to go that route either. I think they're going to hope that maybe they can get off to a really good start yeah. and really sell him on the future of that franchise. But when you consider the fact that this is Artie Moreno, you just use the angels in the postseason, the same sentence, <laughs> which really should be a crime. <laughs> and you consider the fact that the angels have only had an above above 500 season once since 2015. Yep. It's only made it past the DS twice since taking over as the owner. If we're being completely honest, you cannot trust Artie Moreno to build an owner, but like like you mentioned earlier, he is taking some of the decision-making off and putting into Perry Maniason's hands. And I Finally, think that he yeah. just needed to do for years, but I think it's too little too late. That with he did that with, um, I can't remember the other guy's name. There's, a, I mean, there's been so many GMs over the last 10 years. Yeah been embarrassing but it, it's too little too late though i mean i think otani needs to do the right thing for his career and that is be a los angeles dodger i that's, think that's the only move but i do oh, think he, LA. But, I, but i will say though if you, you mentioned you might want to put the angels in a position where you let the new ownership decide if they want to trade otani you want to allow them to make their pitch to see if you can sign them long term but we saw the nationals the nationals they were undergoing some ownership changes trying to sell the team and they still trade away juan soto because yeah. if you're that new owner do you want to say all right first move trade Ota uh, trade otani yeah. first move not sign otani i think if i'm an owner and i'm buying that team i'm saying to myself we can't let a player of otani's magnitude get away with just a qualifying offer you have to yeah. get more than that for him or that to me is organizational malpractice you know dodger fans have also kind of experienced some version of that in the past you know this is before your guys day a bit but you know when frank mccourt was buying the team hey who was the big guy on the free agent market Vladimir Guerrero he ended up going to the Angels. He wanted to be a Dodger, essentially. Um, would have been phenomenal as a Dodger. Who knows? In 04, maybe they could have won because it was a pretty good club as it was. Um, you want to have, as a, somebody buying a new team, yeah, you know, you know money's going to be one part of it, but you want to have the best product on the field as possible. So um, uh, it's, it's terrible that he's keeping it, but also I can understand why he wants to keep the team. I mean, this was their first good offseason in a while. He, yeah. he now wants to put his name on that. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't go out and go like, no, I want Vernon Wells. And he didn't do something stupid yeah. like he's he done sat back year and after smart year. moves come. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. He didn't need to go sign five more outfielders. So that's, go to, go our, to today to that's, check our, out that's our Angels thoughts. Thank you. Angels insider at Noah Cameras, also Dodgers insider. We got more of the show, but we also got Cody, who's on that happy birthday train. Oh, got a lower.
in a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. That was yeah, a big yeah. guy. Yeah, he's a tall boy. Big time tall boy. Well, first, I'll get to uh, Diane Schroeder. Thank you for the super chat. Diane. $20 super chat. Diane. Yeah. Hey, Cody. Happy birthday. Thank you. Make those guys buy you some drinks. Drink. Appreciate that. Hey, and Chili's. What's what's the level of your drink at? Because I'm empty. A Doug is babysitting it. You soft ass cowards. You didn't even. You literally yeah. drank nothing right I'm there. I'm so sorry. Hey, Uber. I'm saving alcohol, guys. That is smart. I'm Don't turned, man. Go uh-huh. save Thank you, uh, Diane, for the $20. And another super chat, Michael Carrillo, $5 to get back um, to what you guys were just talking about. Are the Dodgers deficient at getting players from the KBO and MPB? Also, Otani needs to do that same commercial Beckham did when he came over. <laughs> wow, that'd be great. Um, I mean, the Dodgers have, have been pretty decent you know, players and um, with, with Asian, you know, Asian ball players coming to the U.S. I think most recently we saw, you know, Kenta Maeda. They were they were in pretty deeply on the Shohei stuff. You know, the, as we've heard, you know, Kershaw has talked about it, but we've heard they left those meetings feeling like they were the front runners for the Shohei uh, sweepstakes. Um, I, th- I think it goes as it as it goes with every free agent, every player with the Dodgers. It has to be the perfect fit for them to go all the way in. And Shohei was that guy. He made a different decision, but. Um, I mean, I think they they do so well on the international front as it is. They don't really need to try too hard on on you know paying the posting fees or whatever. I would love to see my my boy uh, Senga, but you wanted to be a Met. Yeah, and are we just gonna disrespect Yoshi Sasugo? I mean, come on now. He was uh no, but uh, yeah, I think the Dodgers. If there's Texas a Ranger now. Yeah, I mean, it's just let's say Yoshida who went to the Red Sox. He's a catcher, right? I mean, if there was a perfect fit that they saw the upside and they saw, then it makes sense for the Dodgers. They absolutely would be a little more aggressive. But yeah, it's really few and far between with a lot of these guys really hitting and hitting big. Sanga was an interesting one, and maybe in years past they do sign a Kodai Sanga, but now you have Uncle Steve in New York who's spending the Monopoly Met over there spending Monopoly money on players. So, yeah, the, the Dodgers will always do their due diligence for international players in the KBO or the MPB. Just you haven't had the perfect fit. And look, I promise you, we had the DH back in the day and when Logan White and the gang was scouting Shohei Otani at his high school games, he would have been in Dodger blue. It just it didn't make sense at the time. Yeah. Anyways, moving on, a couple comments here. Swollen Sausage says uh, Doug is nursemating his drink. Diane agrees. Doug is always nursing his drink. Oh, I can see it right now. I think he literally just put it up to his mouth. Chug, chug, just... chug, chug, chug. Chug McCain is back, baby. Oh, man. Now he's sleeping at the office. <laughs> don't do it. Don't, don't do it. 21. A's apparently just signed Fuji. Who's nice. Which one is that? that well, I don't know. Wait, wait, wait Fuji? Got... <laughs> oh. A's signed somebody. Anyways. James Brown asking for our 2023 Dodger win predictions. We did that like two weeks ago. Check it out. Blue Heaven Podcast. We're on uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube. Subscribe while you're on the internet. Makes Doug uh, drink his beers. Guys, before we leave, I wanted to do something fun because MLB.com did a thing where they're giving out their greatest bat flips or most exciting bat flips or however the hell they say it. Bat flips, best all time. They had their top 10 list. So 
I did something with it. I looked at their list, and then I added to it. There's uh, one guy, one Dodger was on that list, Cody Bellinger, number seven, with the iconic, again, not a bat flip, more of a bat drop. Everything that ensued around it, including his separated shoulder, made it more exciting, but we're talking about the Game 7, 2020 NLCS. Go ahead, game-winning homer off of old friend Chris Martin. So that was on the list, as well as Puig's, uh, I, I think it was his first homer off of Madison Bumgarner. But I wanted to ask everybody, including you guys here in the stream, in your opinion, what is the greatest, uh, I mean, we'll stick it to like Dodger bat flips. I, I would I would argue the greatest bat flip of all time. I would kind of agree with MLB's list, and that that was, it was uh, Jose Bautista, because that, you know, <laughs> uh, the, the damn Toronto still hasn't stopped rocking from that bomba. Best Dodger bat flip of all time. Noah already put his in the stream. So you're going Puig. Which Puig, though? Like, there's so many great Puig bat, bat flips. Just any of them. That was a real cop out. Get these Angels experts in wow. here. And all of a sudden, they don't know. Hey, Cody, you got a, a favorite Dodger bat flip of all time? Uh, I, I was going to say Puig, too, but just to change it up. I mean, Cody's is really good because I, I, I agree with you. It's a bat drop, not a bat flip. But also the thing that made it so good was the the walk, right? It's like the the like little like Conor McGregor, like, like you know, little. And then obviously, you know, the injury yeah. happened and ruined Cody RIP but um <laughs> I would say I, I'm uh, I'm a not little not even his birthday I'm a little tipsy right now okay yeah so I'm gonna go with Cody which one though so you're going with the, the game I'm six going or game seven uh, I think against, I the, the one that they put on the list was Puig's the one that they put on the list was really good I like yeah. that one too just because it was Madison Bumgarner but yeah, I mean, if we're doing that, I would say Puig's probably most iconic <coughs> one was was um, World Series off Red Sox. Kobe in the background, arms up. Muncie. But then that went to Muncie. Muncie was pretty good, but Muncie's not a bat flip kind of guy. He's always he's just bat drops. Did Muncie throw his bat after he hit the homer off LaRusso or during the LaRusso situation? Was did he Ooh, do the throw? I, think I feel he, like he I think did he, the throw. He might have no. yeeted the ball. Yeah, I think he just kind of throw it down right with one but did he throw it down but if you can't think of it then it wasn't iconic enough yeah, that's, that's a good true. point that's, that's, that's a good, good point. that's a yeah. that's a great point great just point. saying getting to some of the guys here brian saying uh puig's bat lick it's hmm. not really bat flip Ooh, good one mr rasa jr 23 gratterall had the best glove flip against the padres that that is without a doubt glove flips who greater than signed bat flips yeah I, that's great i think blowing kisses yeah for sure i mean to me i think i'd go to steve finley it was more of a bat drop way as he was putting yeah. his hands up that one was big consider the moment but really please crushing the giants crushing the giants winning the division for the first Oops. time and and really forever but you really have to go with puig launches because you get the bat you get the arms raised the bat flip rodriguez slams his glove into the mound which was my favorite part and of course you have kobe bryant and look at the dodgers go on to win that series that goes down as one of the you know top yeah. 20 moments in dodgers history yeah what made that so painful is that like like literally a couple minutes later <laughs> is oh the Dodgers down again and we're gonna lose the game. Yeah, well, thanks <laughs> Kenley Jansen, man. <laughs> Think things become things. Jack Whitehead said Muncie's flip with uh, the go get it out of the ocean to Bumgarner. Oh, we love some good Bumgarner uh, uh, bombas. I would say Steve Finley's is a, a definitely a, a great one. Trace Hayward season twenty twenty two. Our friend saying that Pollock home run in the NLCS game five was cold oh, as hell. That was nasty. yeah, that was yeah. some fierce. That was yeah. definitely some fierce. Kike, we got a couple Kikes in here. Uh, mostly from that 20 postseason because, you know, he go he go hard in that postseason. 
Uh, <laughs> Trace Hayward says Ryan Madsen season. That's what's up. Mine is was is much less exciting, but I'm an older boy. Uh, in terms of just pure bat flips, and yeah, Puig's up there. You know, his iconic just letting it letting it yeet behind him. That's that's a that's some great stuff. But 2006, Hong Chi Kuo. Just and I showed I showed these rookies the the play earlier. Hung Chi Kuo, and we got one in there almost. I see a Hung Kuo, Hung Kuo from uh, Trish. Hung Chi Kuo, if you guys didn't see this, so it was, it was the third in back-to-back-to-back home runs. Wilson Betamit back in the day. Matt Kemp hitting eighth for the Dodgers in his rookie year as a 21-year-old. Much like Cody, uh, Cody Liu over here, whose birthday it is today. What's up, So guys? super chat the guy. But it, it, your, cat, your pitcher... Batting, uh, you know, hitting third after, you know, two dudes just hit homers. First pitch swing crushes it like, I don't know, almost halfway up the uh, the bleachers in um, in right field. And uh, the bat, I mean, he, like you said, he almost almost winds up and just kind of kind of chucks it. And it was a great time. He had to walk like he had to like run two or like three or four steps before he even caught up to how far he threw the bat. Good times, Hong Chi Kuo, rest in peace. He's still alive, but rest in peace. Cody, you got something? Yeah, uh, Trace Hayward was actually uh, talked about it right here. I just looked it up. Zach Ranke's bat oh, yeah. flip. That's I saw a good that. one. He yeah, Green's I, I like that. He said the master class, uh, uh, the bat flips on the singles. Yeah, Granky was a good time. Like he just had a nice, classy little one twirl, falls on the ground. But Quo just yeeted. Yeah, I think you hit that one on the nail. I mean, that was a thing of beauty. It was absolutely epic. And also, Clint, that 2007 team, just getting any home run from anyone felt like a plus. The Jeff Kent led that team with 20 bombs. Yeah. That's how little that team had power. Uh, we talk about that. But, yeah, that one was – I can watch that one again and again. I think that one absolutely is the GOAT. I agree with you of seeing that. I kind of forgot about that one until we talked about it today. But, <laughs> it was good yeah, times. Great it was great. Uh, Nando says that about the Nomar home run. He didn't really uh, – Flip the bat again. I'm, I'm taking it. I'm taking it very literal, in that it is a bat yeah. flip. I think it has to have at least one full rotation. Yeah, I think underrated is Max Muncy off Alex Wood. <laughs> that one was a because he's more of a bat dropper. He said, "I'm gonna yeah, flip yeah. this one." So yeah, I like yeah. that from Mad Max. Yeah, he was go. mad about uh, Alex Wood blunking him. So yeah, I definitely like that one. Um, where to go? Michael Michael Carrillo, YouTube says uh, Rich Hill bat flip. Richie Richie was was pretty decent with it. You know, we also talked earlier before the show about uh, the Hyunjin Ryu hitting uh, hitting his. Uh, it happened. Yeah, that was good. Bomb that, that, was a, that was an underrated one. Very, a mini subtle bat flip, but definitely a bat flip. Final Dodger pitcher to ever hit a home run. Yeah, Hyunjin Ryu. Yeah. Question mark. Yes. Question mark. Anyway. Well, answer. No. <laughs> I was about to say answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trace uh, Hayward season says uh, Edwin Rios follow through will not be forgotten. Who? Majestic. <laughs> Who? The, the follow through won't be forgotten, but Edwin Rios will be forgotten. He still hasn't got a job, right? My boy Matt Beatty, my best friend Matt Beatty, already has a job. This guy yeah. doesn't have a job. I'm just saying. Anyways, guys, uh, that was today's show. Once again, another like 45 hour show. But really? we appreciate you guys hanging out with us, enduring with us. We appreciate all the super chats for Cody's birthday. We're taking him to Chili's. On Friday, we're going to have a good time. Find us on uh, on Instagram. We'll post uh, uh, Drunk Cody on, on um, well, I guess Getting immediately after it. the show right here because he's so toe up from the flow up. But 
Uh, until next time, find us on the internet, dodgersnation.com. Go there to find out all the latest about your Dodgers. Please click on all the articles because that helps us live and survive. Subscribe to Blue Heaven on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitch Radio, Pandora, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. You can go there. You can buy us for free. We'll be in your ears every time we do one of these. Or every time this guy, you know, subscribe there because uh, that's where our our, our interviews are going with the players and all that kind of stuff. It's a good time. While you're on the internet, subscribe on YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hit the bell. Leave a like. Leave a comment. Do all the things. Do the same with our, our Lakers channel. Lakers 24-8 on Real quick, super the chat. YouTube. <laughs> Swollen Sausage. Swollen Sausage uh, said, or for $1.99. Thanks, uh, Swollen Sausage, for the super Woo! chat. Roger the peanut man still banned from tossing. Yes, he is. And it's, it's still a sore subject for our boy Roger the peanut man. Just saying. I'm real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow Noah Cameras on Twitter. Follow Cody in your hearts. He doesn't really care about it. Follow me at Dodgers Nation at Dodgers Nation on Twitter <laughs> and IG. Uh-oh, there you go. Thank you for all your comments. Thank you for all your questions. Thank you for hanging out with us. We'll see you next Monday. Bye. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. 